Welcome everybody. Thank you so much for joining myself as well as Lynn Hurdle Price. My name is Michelle Hayward, a woman of color and STEM entrepreneur. And I am here today with Lynn Hurdle Price as we discuss corporate culture gatekeepers. What are what is a gatekeeper? Who are gatekeepers? What is what are their roles in corporate America? And how do women in STEM maneuver the workplace so they are successful in their careers? Lynn, tell the audience a bit about yourself. Absolutely. Hello, everyone. I am Lynn Hurdle Price. You may also find me as Lynn Maureen Hurdle. I'm known as the Conflict Closer. And the reason I'm known as the Conflict Closer is because I help people learn the skills to go within and to use outside with other people to resolve conflicts. And I do that by helping you to really look at how you resolve it uh, one step at a time. I have been 35 years in the work of conflict resolution and communication and have actually worked with leaders all over the world and help them to really be able to communicate effectively, powerfully, productively, and successfully, no matter where they are. So I'm excited to, to be here to talk. I, I, have a, uh, I write for Psychology Today, and I write specifically about breaking culture. And one of the very first articles that I wrote was about gatekeepers, cultural gatekeepers. And then recently, I think, Michelle, where we hooked up is around the article I wrote for Psychology Today about Google and cultural corporate gatekeepers. Yes, exactly. That's exactly where we connected. When I saw Lynn's article after the Google manifesto came out and, and the engineer, the Google engineer, a former engineer, I should say, who had written it, is what you call it uh, to me i believe and maybe lynn can verify as we go through this as a gatekeeper and the things that he identified and what then when i read lynn's article in psychology today is like ding 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 it, they bridge together and i thought she would be perfect to bring to the community to discuss how we women in stem come across gatekeepers and how to maneuver them and how to deal with them on our day-to-day day-to-day -day activities in an office or whatever your job setting is. So Lynn, what can you define for us? What is a gatekeeper? Absolutely. So gatekeepers, uh, and I, I call them cultural gatekeepers because it incorporates, so let's say in corporate, there's a culture, right, to corporate. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, there, uh, when you talk about culture, you talk about something that a lot of people feel needs to stay the same. And so it is not any different outside of business when it comes to culture than it is inside of business. So a cultural corporate gatekeeper is someone who really wants the culture to stay the same and feels that it is their job to remind you of what the culture is, how you are breaking it, and why that's not going to be acceptable to them. And a lot of times they'll even say even to the wider 
uh, culture, that no one is really in favor of the way that you are trying to break culture. And the truth is, just by being a, a woman of color, right, in STEM and even in corporate in general, for some of them, you are breaking the culture just by your very presence. So you may not have had to do anything but show up. Yes, it's, and for some of us, showing up is the hardest part because when you walk into that culture, you, it may not be welcoming. They say diversity and inclusion, they're diversifying, but they didn't do the inclusion part very well, which should have been first, right? But that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> So one that I want in on when you do it. <laughs> well, it, it, it's probably coming up next month, so we'll talk about that. Okay. When we look at that gatekeeper now, and, and you're telling us they don't want the culture to change, but with us being there, it, is, it has now changed. What are some signs that we are encountering a gatekeeper? What are some signs that we're handling or encountering a gatekeeper? Well, one, they want to educate you on how things are done here. And not, I'm not talking about someone who's there to train you and or, or orient you. I'm talking about someone who wants to pull you aside to let you know how things are done here. That's number one. That's a sign. The second thing is they're inflexible. They insist that the way things that have always been done is the way that, that things should continue to be done. And then they want to teach you how to fit in. Or I saw someone, uh, because we did have to reschedule this, I saw someone's comment who said, uh, they don't even acknowledge my presence. And that is also a sign because Anyone who really uh, appreciates that you are there can at least say hello, good morning. So the fact that your very presence indicates to them that you're someone that they should not even acknowledge, that's a sign that you run up against a, a corporate cultural gatekeeper. Now, I, I want to run this by you. This, this is another one I've run into they are very helpful, not just showing you how things are done, but they want to help you with your career. Mm -hmm. But they don't want you to go down the career path you want to go. They want you to go down this other career path. And you're like, well, that's not where I want. Oh, well, I've helped other women and people of color go that way. And it's like, oh, really? So you start to pay attention. They don't want you to go to path. And for a lot of us, for meaning women and people of color, it's the more technical route they're pushing us away from. Mm -hmm. the more they're pushing us towards the, the softer skill set. And that's fine if that's where we want to go. And we've told them that, but if we've told them we want to go this other more difficult route that is still white male dominated or, or probably very male dominated, they're pushing us a different direction. And they're very, they're not domineering, but they're giving you resources. Oh, you should sign up for this eight this eight week course. Have you talked to HR about taking this this new training class to get the certification? So they're giving you all this information. Like, oh wow, nobody's ever done this for me. But but they they're still a gatekeeper because they're pushing you off to where they want you to be, not to where you want to be. That's right. And you want to really be aware 
of what's happening because part of what's happening is they may think that they're being helpful. They may genuinely think that they're being helpful. The other thing is that they may really be threatened by you wanting to go down a very different path. So how you approach that particular kind of gatekeeper uh, is, is really important because it is possible that at some point they could be helpful to you in the way that you want to go or at least support your choice in that. But you really do have to stand up to what they're doing to push you in the direction that they want you to go in, but you want to do it in a way that doesn't alienate them as much as possible. Okay, because we also have to be true to ourselves. And having been in corporate, it, it's, a, it's a dance. It's a, it, it is not easy to be able to stand up for yourself, but also in a way that uses those soft skills that they're talking about that keeps them up on your side, right? And that's, that's the, the balancing act I think a lot of us have because we don't realize they're a gatekeeper. So what happens when we don't balance that? Now it's more of an adversarial thing. Well, I'm not helping you. You didn't do what I wanted you to do. So you're on, you're on your own. So yeah. what, what, are, what are we to do now that they're on the other side of the gatekeeper realm? You know, the angry yeah. side. But. Yeah. Well, number one is this. <clears throat> First of all, I find that part of what happens for us is that we get triggered and our buttons get pushed. And some of that is because we are not standing in our own power and presence of ourselves. We are not always sure that we should be here. And you gotta be sure that you should be here. Whether or not the conditions are what you want them to be, what you're standing sure in is that I earned this, I deserve this, I know what I'm doing, and I am supposed to be here. That's number one. You've got to walk in the door with that every day. So if that means you have to shore yourself in the morning before you go in, make sure you have a daily practice of standing strong in yourself and walking into that office with that presence. Number two, if you have good communication skills, you really want to try to have a conversation with that person one more time just to see if you can understand what their, uh, what their actions are about, if they become an adversary, why it is that they feel perhaps that you are, have done something to them, and how you might clear the air and move forward together, at least in peace peaceful coexistence, if not with them on your side. Conversation is really important. We do a lot of assuming. We assume we know why they're doing what they're doing without asking, particularly if they were at one point on our side, so to speak, and now they're our adversary, then we make a lot of assumptions because the fear is that we don't want to go to them now. And you really do need as much as possible to be that person that's known as the communicator, someone who will 
try to communicate with you and have a conversation in times of conflict rather than pull back and hide. Because if there's at least one person there who sees you as that, then that person is the, can potentially back you up when someone says, that they didn't want to try or whatever accusation they put out there. You need at least one ally who knows who you are, right? And knows, no, that's not really how they are. I know that they're a person who communicates. Do you have any communication resources that we could look into? Because not everybody is a, a great communicator. Yes. Uh, well, not everybody's a great communicator. I certainly do a lot of work around communication, but absolutely uh, Difficult Conversations is a great book. Uh, if you ask me the author, I honestly don't remember, but I do know that uh, Difficult Conversations is a book that really will help you to begin to get some skills. Absolutely. I, I think that one of the things that you want to look into also is what does your what does your company offer do they offer any kind of professional development around communication particularly communication in conflict i think it is just critical that we get that kind of uh, workshop information and really practice it because if you don't then you are not really going to feel confident in approaching anybody i don't care what the situation is but in particular when it's a conflict situation and people who are really skilled at uh at mind games really they know how to communicate very well when it comes to that, they may not know how to communicate when it comes to resolving conflicts well, but they know how to communicate the game that they're playing. And so when you are up against someone who is strong in that and you don't have good communication skills, then you're going to feel uh, like I, I can't do this and I'm not going to approach this person. One of the things that I will share right off the bat is listen more than you speak. Because a lot of times when we get into a conflict situation, we often interrupt the person and then begin to take the conversation in the direction that we wanted to go. And what we miss by interrupting is what exactly is their point? What exactly is this conflict about for them? So that when we then speak and respond, we're responding to that rather than taking it in a whole different direction of what we think they mean by what they say. Absolutely love that, Lynn. I, I agree. Sometimes people are good at one level of communication, but not another. When we go about our day-to-day. -day. We've looked at how to communication. We've looked at the definition of a gatekeeper. You brought up something about preparing ourselves before we go into the workplace. What are some tips that you have for everybody to prepare mentally to walk into that workplace with gatekeepers? Absolutely. Well, number one, Silence is such an important and vital tool 
before I, I, I'm always, if I get up in the morning, I have to have silence because I need to tune in to what is going on for me. If this is, I worked in a very hostile uh, environment and didn't know any of this then. And I can tell you the kinds of things that went on in my mind. Before I got to the office, I was so uh, burdened and I was so negative and I was so sure of how bad the day was going to be that it couldn't help but manifest itself because that's what I was preparing myself for. So silently, when you're up in the morning, really sit with what you're feeling, what feelings are coming up and why, why do you think those feelings are coming up? And then I, I like if you have some kind of a meditation practice or a prayer practice, or if you uh, do yoga, or if you work out at all, if you can get any of that in in the morning, even 10 minutes will bring out hormones that can actually lift you up for your day. If you have affirmations to say to yourself that really lift you up, then that's important. To go through your strengths. What do you bring? Because you are there because you bring important things. So not just the technical skills, but who are you as a person and what do you bring? And then focus on if there's one thing that you can do in that day that actually assists someone else and gets your mind off of yourself, that's another way that you can really stand tall in who you are. Uh, be the person that, that says good morning and smiles no matter what. Yes, and make that your goal for the day. And then when things hit you, if someone really does something and hits you the wrong way, practice some breathing. Breathing techniques are the most important important overlooked skill that we have because when you are breathing correctly which is really belly breathing when you are breathing correctly it actually sends the breath and the oxygen to the, all of your organs so they begin to function properly and if you think that uh it, it's just a small thing i can tell you that sitting in my doctor's office and she was going to put me on medication for blood pressure because she said can't leave can't let you leave here with that high blood pressure so you figure out what you're going to do in this next 10 minutes because you're getting the medication and i sat there pulled myself into silence, tuned into what was going on, and I was really nervous. I could feel the feelings coming up, and I began 10 minutes of belly breathing, breathing in, five seconds in, holding for two, and then breathing out five seconds. And she took my blood pressure, and it was normal. And I tell you, it was the first time I ever did that to try to do something, like, but I'm telling you, that the breath has power over us and we need to use it several times throughout our day. I absolutely agree. I know when I was in a hostile work environment, like, like you said, one thing that worked for me was the music I had to play on my commute to work. Mm. And even then, like you said, having that moment, I would park and I would sit there. And then I would go in, I may not have been smiling, 
but we generally had a joke maybe um or maybe not when i would come in but what i found that once i changed how i came in the door it impacted other people i started saying this is where i'm gonna grow this this is a growth opportunity meaning wow. when you're hitting a when you're in a rough rough space a rough time it's when you grow the most it's when you have the best lessons of your life or some of the better lessons in your life so i had to change my mindset when i went in every day and i started to tell Space. So when that when that happened, when I started speaking it, other people would come back like, "Hey, such and such said this when we were out the other night." Like, Michelle would be proud because then I started speaking it so much until it was changing other people's mindset. I mean, I would, I worked at a place where literally one of my coworkers would say every single day, "I quit. <laughs> I'll see. You, I quit. I'll see you tomorrow." <laughs> That you, exactly. That's how bad it was when somebody's quitting everything. Not not it's quitting. Not I quit, and oh it became a joke for years. Cause they quit. Like you quit in a day. Like yeah. But that's how rough it was, and it's it's like when what do you do? And so you've given us great tools in understanding the work environment, the corporate gatekeepers, how to go in and. In, internal to ourselves to prepare for that workplace, how to engage with them using communication, some great communication tips, some great resources. What would you like to tell everybody as we wrap up? I would love to tell you that I'd love for you to come and check me out at Lynn, L-Y-N-N-E, Maureen, M-A-U-R-E-E-N, Hurdle, H-U-R-D-L-E dot com. Uh, sign up. I have, uh, I have some offers there that are free that you can absolutely take advantage of, get on my list and receive my blog. Check me out at Psychology Today, Breaking Culture. And you know, today is the first day of my Soul of Conflict Telesummit, The Impact of Bold Leadership. And I would love for you to go to soulofconflictsummit.com. Even though day one is already underway, the conversations are sent to your inbox every day. It's seven days of powerful conversations with leaders who use the energy of conflict to challenge, inspire, and change the way that we lead soulofconflictsummit.com will get you in for free it's free and and you won't miss the rest of them if you come in today i'll make sure you get day one which is me really talking about how uh, how and why leaders need to embrace conflict and it's just really incredible conversations i hope folks will check it out great i am definitely posting this information thank you Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate the information. It's definitely needed for women in STEM, working in hostile work environments, on how to deal with gatekeepers. Everybody else, stay tuned. We have much more coming, or I have much more coming next month in November as we look at um, Equal Pay Day for Latinas. We will be looking at um, STEM Day all in November. So stay tuned. And I will be sending you updates and information for those events. Thanks, everybody, for joining. And I'll talk to you next time.
All right. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you for inviting.